Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow! I am Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to the Melchester Odyssey once again. I have in my right hand the 21st of May 1983 issue of Roy of the Rovers. Um, I've just briefly showed you the front cover of it. It's from the Marx Brothers story, Sam. And they're they're walking out onto the pitch at Wembley. Excuse me. And um, it's quite an evocative uh, image. Um, but we also have promised on the front cover FA Cup final chart inside and I'll just briefly show you that it's in the centre page of Sam and it's just got all the uh, spaces for you to fill in your FA Cup teams and stats and all of that great, absolutely great Man United versus Brighton and Hove Albion if I recall correctly it was it was Um, but Interestingly, and appropriately, correctly, I think, uh, at the top, there's two pictures from last year's Scottish Cup final and the mm. English Cup final. It's at the bottom of the page. So they're Is not prioritising England same, over Scotland. Often on the same day. Yeah, it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. But in England, I don't think they showed the Scottish final. <clears throat> no, they didn't. It used to be on Scottish TV. They'd have highlights later on. First FA Cup final, I can remember watching was the 1980 FA Cup final, which I'm sure West you Ham, are aware of. Yeah, mm. that's the first one I remember watching. And at the end of the, the game, once they'd done the trophy presentation and all that, they cut to Hamden, where there'd been a riot. It was oh. Celtic versus Rangers, and there'd been a riot. So that was quite, um, rioting. quite exciting to see. I'm just going to double-check the facts on that. Yeah, I've put in 1980 Scottish Cup, and it's auto-filled riot <laughs> uh, Celtic won 1-0 after extra time rioting after the end of the match involving both sets of supporters resulted in the sale of alcohol being banned at sporting events in Scotland so that was the thing well I read an article last week about how violence was uh, post lockdown violence was on the increase at, at ground at soccer grounds again soccer um, so, I don't know, I think maybe they should... Can they ban the sale of cocaine in and around the stadium? 
Yeah, I don't know if these kids buy it in and around the stadium. I think they buy it in advance. Yeah, I um, think you can buy it big, in a, like a, a big booth match. at the, um, the, the concession like stand. Like buy peanuts. Yeah. Because the fella used to walk around yeah, yeah, the, the pitch, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Pop Coke. He's got Pop Coke. Peanuts. Peanuts. That's what you say at West Ham. Peanuts. Um... I don't know if there's a bloke, yeah, with like a, a, a wraps of cocaine in a little pa- paper bag, like he's selling peanuts in. But yeah, they need to um, get them off the Charlie, don't they? All these kids, because they won't stop fucking being silly. I think the Charlie is responsible for a lot of um, frustration and anger and outbursts and violence these days. I mean, yeah. you go to the horse racing now, and it's just a, a coke fueled punch up, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, well, really? I mean, I I haven't been to a, to horse racing years because I hate the horse racing. It was the sort of thing that I ended up doing like on stags or with a bunch yeah. of lads like, oh, racing. And I thought, this is for fucking cunts. This is a like fucking boring waste of time going into a fucking cold field to throw some money away. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But I read about it, yeah, and it's like awful, some of the shit yeah. that goes well, we, we on. And, yeah, it's it. just cocaine's become too... Too prevalent, we used hasn't to go it? To, um, we used to go to York races, which was only the, the 45 minute train ride away. And then you'd have some booze on the uh, riverbank in York and then make your way to the, the horse racing. And usually we didn't even set eyes on a single horse throughout yeah, the afternoon. Exactly. Just the thing outside is, getting pissed uh, in the sunshine. One thing, one thing that I've noticed since I stopped drinking is the amount of activities that I did that were just a sort of a, a platform or an excuse for heavy all-day drinking. <laughs> and once you take the drink yeah. out of it, they yeah. are you realise that they're not interested. And it's a really good sort of way of, like, separating the wheat from the chaff in your life because you sort of like, <laughs> so, yeah. oh, shit, yeah. 50% of how I spent my time, or probably more in the, in the last few years, was just stuff that I was only able to enjoy whilst inebriated yeah and once you take that out of it you yeah and so things that you continue to enjoy without the alcohol they're definitely legit so yeah for instance going to football yeah that was one of the things i was thinking oh well my football team are pretty shit uh maybe i've only been going for the beer but yeah. actually i really enjoy going i mean i suppose me stopping drinking coincided with my son getting really into it and my daughter and so it became a different thing mm. but there are some things and horse racing is a good example and there's various others as well where I just thought oh that was just something I did as a reason to start drinking at an uncivilised hour yeah, yeah. <laughs> pre 6pm boozing it, it, it's just a change of scenery for your drinking isn't it it's just a different place and location like when the happy Monday son get drunk in a different place yeah get drunk in a different place don't you know I've got better taste? Uh, I think right. now I've got better taste. <laughs> exactly. There it is. But that's I, I it, think it I? would have been more authentic if I'd just sort of been honest and sort of instead of thinking, oh, I'm going to go to this horse race that is like miles away from my home with a bunch of other blokes and spend loads of money on getting there and then spend loads of money when I'm there and put on a suit or whatever it is, <laughs> I might just buy some discount supermarket owned brand lager um from asda's and just sit in my home in my in my pajamas and just drink it whilst maybe watching a horse race or just a horse related television program on my tv 
That's exactly why you go to the races. Like I said, change your scenery. Change it's still scenery. heavy yeah, drinking, so. but it's just somewhere else to do it. That's drinking the, thing. the I've park. Had two, I've had two phases of match going. For the, the last one was going with my mates every week and getting shit faced, and ending up in town afterwards, and then probably onto a nightclub. That was quite the uh, the marathon. But then going with my son. But now it's yeah. at the age where he's on the brink of wanting to go with his mates. Yeah. That's coming, I think. He's well, he went and stood now. with them recently, didn't he? And he you did. were on your Jack yeah. Jones. Because with the season ticket, he is saddled with me in our seats together. But for <laughs> cup matches and Papa John's matches and things like that, he goes and stands with the, the tough guys at the back and shouts and swears and stamps his feet and stuff like that. So that's coming. How much, how, how much when he sits with you, what do you talk to him about? Do you go, oh, do you say something like this? See, told you, no pace. Well... Not much to be honest, because he sits. We sit with my brother and his son. Mm. So and he sits with his cousins sit together, and then the cousins sit together. And we. What sort of phrases do you and your brother use? Do you say no pace or fuck's sake? We just can't keep the ball. Do you say stuff like that? (laughs) That kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, that's what me and my mates. Can he not track back? (laughs) Yeah. All the stuff you have in the Royal Rumble. Get it together, Sunderland. I often say something like that. Fuck's sake, get it to give away, Stan. Just the Press same it phrases. <laughs> Hit it, Martin. <laughs> a couple of requests uh, from the cunters on Twitter for us to yeah. uh, create Hit It Martin t-shirts. <laughs> Hit it Martin t-shirts. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm very tempted to do. I'm not against that at all. Very niche. Uh, so, yeah. so I, And once that phase ends and he starts to go off with his pals, I have got no real reason to go to watch Sunderland at all and I'm pretty sure I won't well you tweeted something was it last night where you said I've opted not to go to stage yeah, of light this evening yeah. and it was it was a picture of a lovely warm fire in your rig yeah. and I just thought yeah that, that sums it up I didn't go on Saturday because me and Len we go to the to the old uh, gym for our training session on a Saturday morning and it finishes at 11 and the game against Newcastle is kicking off at 12.30 and yeah. so I was working out like the logistics of being able to get there, get home, shower, get changed, get to the train station, get on the train, mm. get to West Ham, get in the stadium. If you turn up late, you're stuck in a massive, like a COVID fucking, COVID queue, I call it, you know. And I was working it out for ages, talking it over with Len, working out all these logistics. And suddenly I just thought, hang about, it's on the fucking box. I could go to the gym, come back, shower, make myself a sandwich in a pot of tea and sit on my sofa with Len and watch it there. Now, there'll be maybe younger listeners listening to this and thinking, yeah, you fucking part-timer, you fucking armchair cunt. And that's exactly what I would have said a few years ago. But, yeah, I just, you know, guilty as charged. I still will go to more games than I don't go to, if you see what I mean. I've got a season ticket. I'm going to turn up to more ga- to most of the games. Mm. But I'm at an age where it's like, if it's deeply inconvenient, mm. then sometimes I reserve the right to go, I'm not going. Yeah, of course. Because I'm past the age where I'm like, if you don't go, if you don't prioritise it above everything else in your life, then you're a man. I'll... I'll save this for the Friday episode, but I did have to do my bike fucking CBT motorbike training course <laughs> yeah, yesterday, which is that. really tedious. And there was one guy who was quite annoying me, and I'll probably go into more detail on Friday, but there was a bit where I mentioned I was a West Ham fan. Who knows why? Probably just out of sheer boredom, because it was one of the most boring days of my year. And when I did it, this guy had been annoying me throughout the course. Suddenly went, oh, yay! Like that. 
We were not. We were in Surrey. We were nowhere near West Ham. <laughs> and I went, what, are you West Ham? He went, am I West Ham? Season ticket holder, mate. And then this is what he followed it up by saying. He was a young, younger than me, at least by 10, 15 years. He went, season ticket holder, mate. I get right stuck in. And he announced this to the whole class. There was five of us. The other, the other three guys just looked completely perplexed. They were young guys. And I, I just thought, what's he fucking mean by that? I've got a season ticket. I'll get right stuck in. Uh, stuck into what? Probably the cocaine. That's what I guess. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but I mean, with Sunderland at the minute, we've got the issue of ownership of the club, whereby the 12-year-old virgin, who we were told, was mm. in charge. The pubeless virgin. Only has 41% Britain's of the shares. Britain's only Pre pre pubescent pubeless well, chairman. He's not British, is he? He's a he's a Euro virgin. So mm. maybe that's how they do it over there. Euro I don't virgin. know. Very rare thing on the continent, a virgin, isn't it? So the Euro virgin only owns forty one percent of the club, and we would let the belief that he was uh, the boss and in charge and everything. And the, the cunts who were here before, who you'll be familiar with from Sunderland till I die on Netflix. They've still got fifty nine percent of the club. And uh, that oh. wasn't made clear to everybody. So you thought they'd fucked up. So it feels like it may have been a bit of a PR stunt. Well, they they, they never actually revealed how much of ownership he had. This is he got he's got a controlling stake. We were told, mm. um, and we're led to believe he makes all the decisions, and the other fuckers are just kind of like, um, you know, absent shareholders. Background at silent partners. But they still surely they still have to contribute as much money into the club on a pro rata basis as he does which is kind of why we're still doing everything on the cheap because they haven't got any money so mm. everyone's massively fucked off that they've been lied to about who's actually owning the club um, so kind of I've just kind of lost interest really sitting in front of the nice warm fire on a Tuesday night yeah it did look nice it did look cosy that fire instead of watching us draw 1-1 with Burton Albion um, freezing your fucking bollocks off unbelievable yeah. Yeah, if they're not going to take it seriously, then I'm not. That, that's the other bother, thing. So. I'm, I'm far less. As I get older, Andy, I'm far less tolerant of being at all cold. Are you? Hmm. Can't stand it. I I hate cold. I was on this course yesterday, and for a lot of it, we were standing around outside in a sort of a huge car park area, listening to the instructor tell us things, and like we were in our jackets, and I didn't have a hat on, so my bald head, and these young lads who I was with one of whom was born in 2006, which mm. fucking just fried my mind that I was on a course with someone who was born in 2006. Um, and I was freezing my fucking bollocks off and none of these young lads seemed to care. So yeah. I was already very self-conscious of being the old man of the group. And so I didn't want to say, excuse, pardon me, sorry to interrupt the lesson, but I'm rather <laughs> chilly. <laughs> and it does get to me inside my bones. I have terrible arthritis, you see. <laughs> right, so I just, I didn't want to be fucking Sergeant God, Private Godfrey from Dad's yeah, Army. Yeah. Right? So, so my fucking, my, what is it? My sister Dolly's, my sister Dolly's lemon sponge cake, whatever the fuck he's on about. Anyway, so I was just like, I had to button it, but I was like, why are these lads not bothered? I was freezing. I was just thinking, getting old. I prioritise personal warmth over almost everything, mate. Completely. I don't mind going out in the cold, but fuck me, I'm going to make sure I'm wrapped up properly to do it. Yeah. 
uh, the only part of my body that will be exposed to the cold will be my face. Yeah. And I can handle but, and that. And even then, else. sometimes I've been thinking about getting a balaclava, but it makes you look yeah. a bit, like, dodgy. Yeah. 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 A bit crimey. Um, yeah, or, or even worse, terroristy. You might just get... You've got to watch out in London. There's a lot of fucking unmarked armed police cars. They might just fucking <laughs> reach out and shoot you arbitrarily. Yeah. Shoot first, ask questions later. Um, yeah. Shall we look at this Roy the Rovers thing? Yeah. Um, but ultimately, yeah, cocaine... Bad. Oh, the boxing was the other place I was going to say seems to be oh, rife. Fucking hell, for, uh, yeah. Corky nights out. Yeah, massively. And, and think, there's um, fighting at the boxing, isn't there, a lot of the exactly. time as a result? Exactly. It's just toxic masculinity, isn't it? It needs to be stamped out. I don't Being know what it is. National Service, Sam. There's, there's a lot war. of frustration. There's a lot of frustration. You know, these lads go around angry and frustrated and unsure of their position in society and they just express it through fucking wanton violence, okay, aggression, destruction. They want to be heard. They want to be seen. So they do a load of gear and fucking break something. Yeah. We need a war. Oh, hang on. We might get one. All right. Oh, we, we need more love is what we need. Okay. More love and more money. Give yeah, people love exactly. and money and you'll soon see all the fucking, you know, nastiness stop. Yeah, but they'll spend all their money on more cocaine. <laughs> then what? <laughs> all right, fucking re-smog. These people, you give them money, they'd spend it all on bingo and cigarettes. They say they're poor, but I see they've all got satellite dishes outside their homes and plenty of cocaine at the weekend. <laughs> is cocaine not addictive then? Uh, yeah, it is. Well, then, but if there was but, lots but of the, it, you the, get the cure money. to addiction is love. And, right. and, you know, you can't just take an addict and say, well, I'll just take all his money away. It, you okay. know, a, a, an addict will always find a way of getting drugs one way or another, but you've got to cure it with love and attention and yeah. concern and sympathy. Okay. You know? More so love, love, love plus money. Yeah, people are people are skint and they're being mistreated and they don't feel like they've got a fucking... That, you know, there's a point in contributing to society in a positive way because they don't get anything back for it. So they just go mm. fucking mad with frustration. So you're saying hand jobs at the boxing? Jalapeño. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. Yeah, so Roy the Rovers at the box at the top left, which tells us what's going on. Mm, the box is usually yellow, but it's white this week. There's something weird about this. The text 
in the speech bubbles and everything is different handwriting than usual. So I think David Skew might have been on holiday. He's kind of like, I've done the drawings, but I'm fucking off now. I'm fucking off to Mallorca um, for a fortnight, so... Hey, I've checked with the union, and apparently all this fucking writing I've been doing is way outside of my fucking remit, so you're going to have to find someone <laughs> yeah. else from the fucking Cartoon Writers Association to do that. <laughs> so that's weird, but it's definitely different. I've compared it to the previous week, and... Um, Something is not quite right. But anyway, it says Roy of Melchester Rovers had become Roy of Walford Rovers following a sensational decision to quit the Melchester club and become player manager of Walford. Roy signalled his professionalism with two brilliant goals in his first game for Walford, but at half-time, his thoughts were with Melchester. And there he is on the phone in his manager's office. <laughs> in his Walford fucking, fucking shirt. Phone. With not a drop of sweat on him either, no. and his hair's still immaculate. So he yeah. hasn't. Uh, to be honest, Taffy, I've done 45 minutes, I've scored two fucking worldies, and I haven't even broken sweat yet. <laughs> I've literally What's going on in. over at Mel Park? <laughs> and he's, uh, he's on the phone to Taffy, who Taffy's speaking to him. Taffy, of course, the caretaker manager at the minute in Melchester. And there's a, a telephone on the wall of the tunnel leading onto the pitch which Taffy is speaking to him on. It's convenient. Um, uh, so Roy is saying, uh, we're 3-1 up, Taffy. What about you? What's the score? This is mad. And uh, Taffy says, uh, nil, nil, Roy. But the lads aren't doing too well. Um, the, their game's still going on. Roy's is half-time. Melchester's are still going on. Don't know why. Um, and then in the next frame... Um, Tynecaster have just scored a goal and the Tynecaster fans are going hooray and uh, Taffy says and they're doing even worse now Tynecaster have just scored so what's happened here is Taffy who is the caretaker manager of Melchester has left the dugout during the match in order to take a phone call from Roy Race, who is no longer associated with Melchester in any way, shape or form. On a phone that, weirdly, is wall-mounted in the players' tunnel. Yeah. Roy would have had that put in. Now, listen, where's the groundsman? Get a fucking phone put in that tunnel, yeah? Because sometimes, not not every game, but a lot of games, I will have to excuse myself momentarily from the match to take a phone call, either from the track... Right, yeah. uh, from one of my collectors, if something's gone wrong while he's doing his rounds, or some other matter, often regarding the Malaysian syndicate who often lay money on certain events taking place <laughs> during the game. I will also have plans to make for the subsequent <laughs> evening and night. And I need to do this during the match. It's a very... It's a, it's a very pop it's a tables to, to reserve, so, so on and so forth. <laughs> Personnel to wrangle... Uh, Right, corner Okay, Blackie, you take it I've got to go and make a couple of calls I'll be back in five, don't concede But also do not not score Because I do not want any goals scored While I am not on the pitch He's not even the manager, he's walking off the pitch To make four goals (laughs) God, so Taffy Is uh, a bit of a dereliction of duty there Um, Tynecaster have just scored the Rovers still can't believe you've gone. It seems to have affected their enthusiasm. And there's a lot of bickering going on. <laughs> hey, look at them. Charlie Carter's booting the ball away in frustration after conceding the goal. Blackie, Noel Baxter and Vic Guthrie are all arguing amongst themselves. 
Oh man, it's all gone to shit. Look at uh, Blackie. Then, Blackie's like, I thought I'd be able to handle this, but I can't. It's chaos. It's fucking anarchy. <laughs> they don't recognise my authority at all without you here, <laughs> I. It's a fucking free-for-all. <laughs> and then later, as Roy returned to the Wolford dressing room, um, Harvey, what's Harvey Rawson doing in the dressing room at half-time? Fucking hell. That's um, all he needs. He's pulled so Roy, a Sam Herman. Yeah, yeah. Roy goes in. Roy goes in, and Harvey says, "Bad news, Roy." <laughs> and Roy says, "I'm afraid so, Harvey. The Rovers are struggling." <laughs> Fucking hell! What's this? Like literally, What's sack him now. Yeah, exactly. And then one of the uh, who's this? Joe Bellamy. Is mm. uh, he's, he's a mustachioed? Dark-haired, swarthy, number eight. So Royce is, I'm afraid the rovers are struggling. It, and Joe David Bellamy. Skew has basically taken Blackie and put a moustache on him. Yeah, pretty much. It's Blackie Joe, with a moustache. Joe Bellamy says, oh, the poor little things. <laughs> <laughs> he says, maybe it's because good old Roy isn't around to lace up their boots. <laughs> Look Ross at Roy's face. <laughs> I cannot believe this. Who's this con? Yeah, that's literally what his face says. Who's this fucking cunt? Who rattled your cage, cunt? I've no idea who you are. He's done a John Hurt. Shut your mouth, you anonymous cunt. <laughs> Rawson, Rawson goes, Bellamy, that's enough. <laughs> it, it says, but Joe Bellamy, former captain of Walford, oh, former captain, felt that he had been snubbed by the arrival of Roy. And Bellamy goes, Ray should be discussing tactics with us instead of rigging up his old club. Someone Quite should remind right. him that he's playing for Welford now. Roy says, someone should remind you, chum, that I've already scored a couple of goals. <laughs> Peak Roy. Yeah. <laughs> chum, you fucking twat. <laughs> I did, were you even playing? I didn't fucking notice. <laughs> I was doing it on my own, you cunt. So I've reserved the right to do what the fuck I want at half-time. Look at Roy in the next frame, stomping back towards the pitch. Furious face on him. <laughs> Fucking fists clenched. He says, what more do you? Well, what more do you want? Maybe a couple more in the second half. Will that convince you that I know whose side I'm on? Fucking Whoa. hell, Roy. The arrogance of it. What has he done? What has he done? This is terrible. Roy is ruining this for himself, Andy. He, there is yeah. no one else who is responsible for this fucking mess, both here and at Mel Park, than Roy and his gigantic ego. Completely. Let's not forget, he he decided to leave on the basis of one small disagreement over what goalkeeper to pick. Uh, yeah, and it's fair to say that he was wrong because he, he had Tubby Morton. He was Morton totally in. wrong. He kept picking fucking Tubby Morton. 55-year-old Tubby Morton. <laughs> It, yeah, for some reason. I mean, the whole fucking Tubby Morton, the Tubby Morton issue is just fucking torn English football apart. Yeah. So over the page, it says, no one could have played harder for Walford or covered more ground than Roy. And he nicks the ball off a... Um, I've forgotten who they're playing, but it doesn't really matter. He nicks the ball off an opposing player who goes, huh? I think it might be Martin. <laughs> uh, Martin, watch out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where is Martin in this second half? No sign of Martin. I've sucked uh, him off um, at half time. He's had a fucking breakdown. <laughs> so Roy's got the ball. He says, come on, Bellamy, move. You're supposed to be tackling him, not admiring his footwork. 
Joe Bellamy looks a bit uh, chastised. Oh, sorry, Roy. And uh, Roy hits the ball right on the left wing. Uh, Great ball, and Johnson was waiting for it this time. Another one says, they're beginning to get the hang of the Melchester style. (laughs) The Melchester style, of course, is Roy running everything. (laughs) Let me show you the Melchester style. It goes a little (laughs) something like this. Get out my fucking way and let me score. And keep your mouth uh, shut. This is Roy followed up with a speed that stunned the Dean's Park defence. That's who they're playing, Dean's Park. And one of them... This uh, stunned the cunts. One of them shouts, He's right on the spot for the cross! I think I shouted that with my brother at a recent match. Yeah, pretty sure we did. We both shouted it together. <laughs> and Roy's thinking as the cross comes in, This is for the Rovers. The Rovers I'm playing for now! And he did <laughs> But then, yeah, and then in the next frame, he inexplicably thinks, and the Rovers are left behind. <laughs> what? And all. And, <laughs> and any Rovers anywhere in the world, including dogs, dogs called Rover. The cars. <laughs> you get a lot um, of dogs called Rovers, and this is for them too. He's lost his fucking nut. <laughs> and he nuts it in, a diving header. I don't know why he's thinking about Melchester when he's scoring a goal for Walford. Uh, yes! Shout the crowd. Uh, late in the game, Roy put the seal on a magnificent display. Yeah, he's banged another one in. Right foot outside the box. What a cracker! 5 1! So is that four of these scored now, is it? On his debut. Um, hasn't gone that badly then. Roy couldn't have played any better for Melchester! Says so some wag in the crowd. And uh, there you are, full time. Roy, race, Roy, race, Roy, race! Yeah, listen Listen. to that, cunts. Next time you want to take issue with who I do and don't fucking call up at half-time. Just remember, (laughs) hearts and minds, I've won them over already. Right? So if you want to turn this into a fucking war, there'll only be one winner. You want to turn this into a dick-swinging contest, you better bring a big dick along. (laughs) I'm the biggest dick around. Bigger than the one you fucking got there. Yeah. (laughs) As big as this. No, I'm not going to show you. I'm talking metaphorically. But trust me, it's fucking huge. Now, <laughs> big. I, after the game, I call, I'm going to call a sex line to celebrate. Sometimes I do that <laughs> half-time as well. Anyone got a problem? Premium rate. But it goes on the fucking Cubs bill. Today, I'm happy to ring Melchester instead. Next week, it'll be a sex line. Don't worry. Business will be installed as usual. 1983 prices. <laughs> fucking have that, Busby. <laughs> <clears throat> so they're singing, Roy, race, Roy, race, Roy, race. No one could have any doubts about his dedication now. He's Roy's worth every penny that it cost to bring him here. <clears throat> and he is. Scored four goals, 5-1 win. And then the Wolford directors were in full agreement, it says. Oh, they were all complaining in the first half. They're all in Harvey Rawson's fucking ear, but they're all happy now. Mm. Uh, one of them says, what a player, what a man. That's and then right. another says... In his very first match, he's made himself the idol of Walford. Um, and Harvey Rawson looks a bit more subdued and says, that's right, with this club he could win every honour in the game all over again. <laughs> but then he says, but the prospect doesn't seem to excite him very much, does it? And Roy just looks pensive on the pitch. His mind is elsewhere, isn't it? Yeah. Because he can score goals in his fucking sleep. But of course he can. But you need something more. It's not yeah. the goals that motivate me. It's the power. 
It's the feeling that I've got complete control over every other human yeah. being I survey. The power base isn't there. Rawson won't allow it. And his heart is still with the Rovers. So, uh, the Melchester Rovers, that is. And it promises us next week a dramatic television interview in next week's episode. I don't usually do this, but I might dig it out and have a look and see what's in it before we do that, before we record it. And Mark's at a 10 for that story. I am giving that a 9. I'm giving it a 10. Wow. I just think the calling up the Rovers at half-time... Yeah. Is a, and, I guess and so. also... His his outburst in the changing room where he goes, I'll remind you, chum, that I scored two goals in the first half. Those two <laughs> elements alone make this top tier Royal the Rovers. Go on then. Go on. I'll, I'll I'll join you on a ten then, I think. You've convinced me. Yeah. Now then, further through in the in the magazine, there's a half page dedicated to uh, a poll for you to vote, and it says, Was Roy right to resign? And Roy's looking at us all and he says, you tell me, was I right or wrong to leave Cons. Melchester Rovers? Uh, uh, look at this, polar deck. I'm wearing a ribbed polar deck because I'm fucking getting, this is what I, this is my serious jumper. It's the jumper I put on Someday when things are wear. fucking serious. I told fucking, I told her, that's a, that's a, fucking hell, I've forgotten his wife's name. Penny. I told Penny, get the fucking roll neck out. Things are about to get serious. <laughs> it's very you know who he reminds me of here is um bloody hell I'm forgetting names left right and centre today um in from the professionals not Martin Shaw Lewis Collins Lewis Collins Lewis Collins yeah, a, yeah. Lewis Collins uh, was rocking a look just like this around the same time wasn't he yeah very serious stuff so it says do you think Roy should have resigned from the club he had spent his footballing life with or did Chairman Sam Barlow leave him with no alternative but to go put a cross in one of the boxes, cut out the coupon and send it to Roy's Vote, room 2320, IPC Magazines Limited, Stamford Street, London, SE19LS. So they want us to tell them. <clears throat> I think they've realised this has all gone out of control. Uh, do they need it to go back? It says, Roy Riss resigns coupon. And it's two boxes. Yes, you were right to resign. No, you were wrong to resign. Then there's a place for your signature and your age. Could oh, you got to sign it. And that is legally it, yeah. binding. It's a legit yeah. good vote, yeah. And I will cool. remember each of you and what you have said. And if things turn out in the future, let's say a bit different, for instance, I go back to Melchester, I will remember all of you cunts who said that I should have gone to <laughs> Walford and you will all pay the price. <laughs> I am collating data. Imagine if you were a boss of a company and you made a decision, but then every day you went in and said to the whole team, right, I want you all to fucking decide whether I was right or wrong yesterday. <laughs> Write it down on a bit of paper and sign it so I know what your opinion is. And I'll put <laughs> it in the database. There it is. So um, I would have um, <clears throat> I would have voted no, you were wrong to resign. Thankfully, the person who won this comic didn't cut it out and send it in. Um, so there we go. That's it from that one. I'm going to go and read the next one and find out what happens next. Um, thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>